Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today's episode is inspired by a couple of you, my listeners. I really love the chance to have conversations with you to hear specifically about what's going on in your business. And as I was chatting with a couple of you last week about joining one of my mastermind groups, I had a couple of common themes come up. Growth is always a big theme. And to be honest, growth is always exciting. And it also looks very different in different businesses. But for many of you, growth means scaling and it means bringing new people into your team. This can happen in lots of different ways. It could be hiring a full-time person. It could be hiring someone part-time, maybe freelance, or maybe a virtual assistant, or outsourcing a whole part of your business to a different company. And with all the companies that I have ever worked with, everyone faces hiring as a challenge. And there's lots of common concerns that people have, and also lots of common mistakes that happen. So today we're going to talk about this aspect of growing your business, specifically hiring. And I'm going to walk you through one of the biggest hiring mistakes that is often made. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, we're going to talk about why it is so hard to start hiring people. Second, we'll talk about the common mistakes that are made. And in the last segment, I'm going to give you some tips to help you hire those next few people. But first, I want to start with a story. So my story today is about doing something really, really brilliant by accident. So I've had lots of hits with my business, and I've also had lots of misses. But to be perfectly honest with you, some of the hits, the things that went really, really well, weren't even on purpose. They were just something that happened by accident. So here's what I mean. Before I started my business, I did quite a bit of training to shift careers from being a marketing professional to a business coach. Now, I did my coach training and certification and also did certification and a couple other training and assessment tools that I thought would really, really help me out. Now, I did this for quite a few reasons. First, I wanted to be able to serve my clients in the best way that I could. I also knew that once I started the business, I would be really busy in the business and I wouldn't have time to tap out and do training. So I wanted to do as much as I could in those eight months that I took off. It also helped me to build my confidence and I really envisioned myself doing a lot of work in corporate as well. And so having myself certified, quote unquote certified, would be really important because I know a lot of corporations want you to be certified if you're going to be a vendor. One of the tools that I certified in is a personality assessment tool. It's a tool that assigns you into one of four different personality types and it defines you under a certain color category. 
and it was designed actually to be used with a team right to help a team get to know each other know each other's personalities better so that they can work better together as a team and as I started to take this tool out to companies to do either a half day or a full day workshop with them I also wanted to build up my experience by offering this workshop on my own and I started to fill it up with some of my clients some of my students and other people that I knew and some prospects and this is something that I did to really be able to practice and to fine-tune it and I had only intended to do it like maybe once maybe twice on my own but because it was so popular I actually ended up running it for over a year and then I started to make that part of my leadership program and although the tool was designed to work with a team and help a team to get to know each other better I discovered that there were certain advantages in having people learn about their personality and deep dive into themselves outside of their team because this gives them a really good opportunity to have a candid conversation and ask questions of other people who are a different personality type to them so one of the biggest lessons from this story is to please remember to always keep an open mind things don't always go according to plan and this is often a really good thing the second lesson I want you to pull out from this is that sometimes just like me we do really brilliant things by accident and that's totally okay and part of me can't help but wonder whether this was a little bit divine you know that I was guided to do this and that might be the case too but I can say with a hundred percent confidence that it isn't something that I saw as a brilliant idea that I would do in the long term it isn't something that I did on purpose so what about you have you ever done something for your business that was really smart or that gave you really big results but you didn't maybe do it on purpose or you didn't plan for it to go exactly the way that it actually did and the third lesson that I want you to take away is to just take action don't wait around to become a hundred percent confident before you start doing something find a way to replicate it in whatever format you can in my example I brought together a bunch of strangers in a room and this allowed me to get experience in a similar setting to replicate what I would be doing I also know of another coach I'm thinking of right now who tells this really great story about how when she first started out in her life coaching career she wanted to start offering group workshops and her very first workshops she ever did had her mother in it her father in it and her sister and she would do it in her living room and she delivered those workshops and just worked her heart out and that is what really gave her the confidence to take action and grow her business so I'm going to circle back to this topic of personalities a little later on but I want you to take away these three lessons from this story first keep an open mind you'll see opportunities there if you keep your eyes and your mind open too sometimes we do really really brilliant things by accident or divine inspiration whichever way you look at it and thirdly take action don't wait for a visit from the confidence fairy you have to take action and move forward even though you don't feel a hundred percent 
confident. When it comes time to grow or build your team, it's always an exciting time because it's usually a very healthy sign that things are going well, right? Giving you a big thumbs up right now. However, it can also bring a lot of challenges too and a lot of fear when you start to grow your business. So here's some of the common concerns that I see people having. First, the biggest concern is finding that right person, that person who's going to care about your business as much as you do. Let's face it, many entrepreneurs are building a business from scratch. It's something that we created with our big vision and our big dream. And if we've built it from scratch, we typically have a very specific vision for how it's going to grow and how it's gonna operate. Now our business is a very personal thing. It's often an extension of who we are or what we believe in. So bringing people on board, it's kind of a big deal, right? So when we bring someone new onto the team, we wanna make sure that they care just as much as we do. If we have high standards of customer service, and want to deliver a product that always exceeds people's expectations, we want to make sure that our new people are going to care that much too. And this is perfectly normal. And the best way to ensure this is to find the right people and bring them on your team. The second concern that I often see is usually something financial. And This could be either worrying about having consistent revenue to pay this new person, or if the timing is right to bring them on now or to wait for more money to come in. It's picking that right strategic time. Sometimes even deciding what method to bring them on the team. Is it a full-time hire, a part-time, a freelance, an outsource, a virtual assistant? We're spoiled for choice these days with so many options, which really helps you to vary how much money you wanna spend but it can also be tough to decide which option to choose. The third concern I see most often is removing yourself from the work. As you expand and you grow, you're likely gonna spend less and less time working in the business and more time managing the business from that big picture perspective. And this could be managing growth, managing people, managing finances, And often this means that you're getting away or far removed from doing the actual work or delivering the actual services. And this could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. I find that this is often very hard for people. And so we've talked about this in the past, but just circling back as a reminder, there are many different ways that you can grow your business. You do not have to bring new people on to start delivering services for you. There's lots of different options out there. So those are the three most common concerns that I often see. Finding that right person, the financial concerns of you know, knowing how much help you're going to need, and three, being removed from doing the actual work and services that are being delivered. And I want to remind you that it is perfectly normal to be fearful about hiring people and bringing them on board. Trust me, I'm right there with you. But just because you fear something does not mean that you get out of doing it, right? I know it's scary. I know there's a lot of unknowns, 
but don't go unconscious with this. Don't avoid it because avoiding something doesn't solve anything. The best thing to do if you do have some fear around hiring is to get conscious about it. And you can do this in either one of two ways. You can have a conversation with someone or you could write it all down, write down what your concerns are. Then once you make all of your fears conscious, you can start to slowly either address them or work your way around them. In this segment, I want to share one of the biggest mistakes made when hiring. I've made it in the past and I see other people make it all the time. And in one of my chats last week with one of the listeners, he brought this up and said that he made this mistake too when he started building his team. And it kind of made me smile and that was my inspiration for creating this episode this week. It is hiring people who are just like us. That's it. That's the biggest mistake that we make. We hire people who are just like us. And I don't mean just in terms of personality, but in every aspect, every variable, age, gender, likes, interests, demographics. We know now that diversity in the workplace is one of the most strategic things you can do. And hiring someone who is just like you or just like the rest of your team Well, that's kind of the opposite of diversity, isn't it? So why do we make this mistake of hiring people who are just like us? Well, first and foremost, because it is within our comfort zone and we think we know what we're going to expect. And sometimes it can be a little bit of control. It can be us trying to control the situation. And remember my story in the beginning with the assessment tool? When I trained in this tool, It really was designed to use with teams to get to know each other better. And it's not, it's explicitly not to be used as a hiring tool. You're not supposed to do someone's personality assessment and then decide if you're going to get along with them or not. (laughs) There are plenty of other tools out there that you can use for hiring, but this is definitely not one of them. And one of the biggest reasons why is that they advise us to not do this because people tend to want to hire people that are just like them. It's human nature to gravitate to this, really, especially when it's our business and we just want people who are going to care as much as we do. We often think if we hire someone who's just like us, they'll do the job just like we do. Now, you know, in the beginning intro of these episodes, I always say that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. Well, most of these episodes, probably 90% of them, I talk about you, about how you are growing, how you're being pushed out of your comfort zone, how you have to face your fears and build your confidence. Now, today we're talking about the other part, the relationships part. When you hire someone who's just like you, you're missing out on so much. You're missing out on hiring someone who has different or complementary strengths to you. You're also missing out on a lot of other opportunities. Diversity brings fresh opportunities, fresh ideas. And as we know, with personal development, we grow the most when we're outside of our comfort zone. So hiring people who are different than we are 
helps us in two different ways. First, we get to access new ideas, different perspectives, new skills, and different strengths. And secondly, we get the opportunity to grow and develop our ability to build new relationships. Remember, it's not just our hard skills that are transferable and help us down the road. Also, our soft skills and relationship building is a huge one. Okay, in this segment, I want to share a couple of tips that you can use to help when you're hiring. So I've got four tips for you. First, see how engaged this person is with your business and your community. I know for me, I like to work with people who really understand my business, who understand the brand, who listen to the podcast. If I get people to understand my brand, then I know that they'll understand me. And that's a good sign that I'm going to get someone who really, really has good judgment. Tip number two, give them an assignment. Now, I know this seems a little nerdy, but giving someone an actual take-home assignment is a great way to really get a sense of their working style. It also helps you measure how keen they are to work with you because if you get a little bit of resistance to them doing something small, well, then you're going to probably have a bigger problem once they're working on bigger projects for you as an employee. Tip number three, do an organic reference check. So rather than asking someone to give you two or three references that you can call, here's another option. You can ask their permission to do an organic reference check of people that you both know in common, or maybe randomly select people from their LinkedIn network, or find people that you both have in common on LinkedIn. This provides a little bit more valuable than actually planted references. If I'm working with a service provider, I'll also ask them for current clients that they've worked with or their last three clients so that I can have a good idea of what their current workload is like. And fourth, ask them about their core values, obviously. Knowing what someone's core values are is a great way to see what makes them tick. I know that we talk about values all the time and I know you can and I can name off our five core values on demand. So asking someone what their core values is a great way to see what makes them tick. You can either ask them to share some of their values in the interview or you can ask them to email them to you afterwards if they feel like they need to have time to think about this and they're not necessarily top of mind. So values are amazing and an incredible way to really see what someone's work ethic is and what's really truly important to them. So let's recap those four tips. Hire someone who is engaged with your brand and if possible, uses your product or your service. Number two, give them an assignment. Number three, do an organic reference check. Don't just call the people that they put on a list and sent over to you. And four, talk about your core values. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on avoiding this hiring mistake. 
Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you'll ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.